0: (laughs) Hmm. I'm Susan Caruso, Founding Director of Sunflower Creative Arts in Delray Beach, Florida, and you're listening to the Sunflower Bridge Podcast, where we talk about being with children.
1: And I'm Lindsay Mills, Co-Creator and Director of Sunflower Bridge. Take a breath and smile with us. Thanks for listening. Today, we want to talk about really seeing children.
0: We've talked about mentors, and we've talked about how we have all of these lights in our lives. And to really see children without our grown-up expectations is, is kind of key to how we operate at Sunflower. So one of the things that I've thought about, too, is that myself... And the teachers that I know, many of them have a superpower of naturally, really seeing deeply into who children are, and mm-hmm. you know what they need. Uh, and I think that's that's why they end up being being teachers. Why they choose to be teachers? They walk into the space, and the kids are drawn to them. Mm-hmm. That happened with you. You know, it's like they're immediately drawn to you because kids are really smart. Their instincts and intuition about people is probably much, much better than, than adults. Yeah. They're very perceptive. Um, Yeah. So to, to have that, that general attitude and that mindset that I guess that it requires slowing down and getting on the same level with them and taking away our adult expectations to see who a child is and who they are at, at any given moment and what they might need.
1: Yeah interesting how we talk a lot about guiding lights being your elders when in fact there's this back and forth and give and take to relationships with all generations and a lot of times you can learn a lot from people who are younger than you are and a lot of different ages have different lessons for us
0: yeah and for us to take away the expectation that oh well i couldn't possibly learn anything from a a 20 year old Mm -hmm. um, or or 20 year olds looking at me and saying well i'm not going to learn very much from a 70 year old um and so those expectations of who somebody is and what they have to offer um and who they are on a developmental level, is is another way to look at it. That I think that we tend not to do that so much anymore. To um, think across the across the ages, as far as where anybody is dev- developmentally.
1: That's something that you were the first person to introduce me to this idea that development is a lifelong process. It doesn't just end when you go through puberty or something. <laughs> It actually is a developmental stage to be in your 20s, to mm-hmm. be in your 30s, to be in your 40s. There mm-hmm. are sets of lessons that come naturally with each of those uh, age ranges. So it's important to broaden the lens and um, we try not to fall into the trap of having just my lens on all the time, right? We limit uh, our understanding when we only can see things from one perspective right
0: here we are mm-hmm. as adults trying to be something or other in each of those stages you know trying to to put on some kind of a show whereas children they just don't have any of that yeah. they just are oh, they're honest and genuine young children and we can learn a lot from that if if what if what would it be like if we if we could just be our honest genuine selves and so people could see, I think that we would get our needs met a lot more. Also, being a parent, you have anxieties and things about your children. So you're kind of putting your your own feelings and your own expectations on them. But it, it reminds me of a story of, of a little boy and, and it's kind of a kind of a theme with with parents being worried about their children being anxious, so parents being anxious and having anxiety about their children, having anxiety. (laughs) That's a little meta. (laughs) Talk talk about it. Yeah. Talk about a circle. (laughs) Um, So I think that that happens a lot, especially when children are getting dropped off at a preschool program or camp for the first time. And uh, that it's, 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 it's a common kind of a theme. And I remember a few years ago, there was a little boy, Amir, who had not been in our space. And usually children have been in our space and have gotten to play a little bit, been introduced to it. But they came on board. They just got into town. Boom, camp was happening. Mom had to drop drop him off. Baby, has, She had to take the baby somewhere. And so there wasn't any of that time for this little boy to be introduced slowly it was kind of like ta-da here i am Mm. and i was concerned because i knew all of that so i was a little anxious about that and so i was there to meet him and it was his first day of camp and so and he was tiny tiny with big brown eyes and he looked in the in the door and he looked beyond me at the whole big space with a with a look of mixed fear and wonder both of those things held at the same time. And he came in, and I, I said hello to him. I said, I you know, welcome to, to Sunfire. You've never been here. And he was still kind of looking beyond me, and I, I didn't know what to do. And I was feeling a little anxious for him, but I stopped, and I just really looked at his body language and everything, and his little arm kind of came up to reach out a little bit. And I reached out with my hand, and our fingertips oh. touched, and he held my fingertips. And he, he started walking just very slowly into the playscape. You know, from the great where, gate where the children enter is our big nature playscape, which is pretty magnificent. Mm-hmm. And so he's, you know, the pressure on my fingertips and his... Uh, he's walking, stepping in, and just looking beyond, and stopped at one point, and his his eyes filled up a little bit, but then he put his little finger up and wiped away <laughs> a tear, and and then he took more steps, and he just was walking in, and I have n- never seen such courage mm. in a little person, mm. and I just continued to walk with him, and he looked out, he looked. In, in a few different spaces, we walked into the outdoor classroom, and he saw something that he wanted to do, whether it was painting or some dinosaurs. And he just, you know, our fingers slipped away from each other, and he was off, and wow. he was fine. It was maybe 10 or 15 minutes. I really saw what he needed. I was, I was, I needed was wearing myself. Slow. He needed to go slowly, but he wanted to be there so badly. And so that kind of courage in children, I think that lots of times as adults, we can miss that because we just throw our own stuff on top of it, throw our blanket of anxiety over and we don't see that underneath is a little person who knows, you know, is, is experimenting with how they can be brave, how they can be courageous, how they can wonder at this new world that they've been plopped down in and take those steps.
1: Uh, They don't have all of the same um, experiences that adults have had to influence how they approach a new situation. That's very much how my brain works. Um, I don't know how many people will relate to this, but I think um, a lot of times if I've had a negative experience, I will internalize the way it went wrong. And the next time that I find myself in a similar situation, my fear center of my brain starts firing the alarm and saying, Hey, we've been here before. It doesn't end well. (laughs) Watch out. It's not going to go where you think it is. And that's all well and good. We need a fear response. It's how we survive. And yet you can't let your fear drive the car because then you, you really don't get what you want. I feel that my fear only prevents me from experiencing more love and connection and goodness. Uh, it doesn't always keep me safe and children don't have that, uh, trauma, that history to pull from. And so they have this Curiosity that is un, untarnished, right?
0: I had never really thought of it like that. That he was standing there. Really, it was his first time coming in, into those doors, coming to camp, coming to Sunflower, and he didn't have any of that. He 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 didn't quite know how to feel, and but he chose courage. Mm. He chose. This looks really interesting and without saying anything and we learned more about him he has you know two languages in in his in his head just recently started speaking english so that was all of that kind of processing too and um so it was it was he was amazing but you you're really right that the children or they do come with that because if they've sure. been dropped off and left and dropped off and left and and it wasn't handled in a really Um, careful way, then yeah, they could be, they could be traumatized from that. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know,
1: but they still have the ability to rewire. It's a lot easier for a child to rewire a neural pathway than it is an adult where we've done the same thing so many times over that we can't imagine doing it another way. But if they have that, Maybe a traumatizing experience, but then they come to Sunflower, and I've seen it myself. Children who think that school is not their thing, once they're comfortable at Sunflower, it is. It is their thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So instead of assuming that you knew what this child's feelings were, what his desire was, or worse, assuming that it will be okay for you to uh, assert your own will with him, you allowed the space for him to show you what to do next.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and it is something that is easier for teachers than, than for parents, I think, uh, because it's our profession, we've done a lot of reading and thinking and everything to to have those tools ready, the, the tools of, of creativity and, and being able to really really see children. And so it, it can not be that easy for a parent because they might they might really enjoy kids when they're older. You know, my best friend, she's got her brand new grandbaby and she's like, yeah, I can't wait till she's two. And then I can really do something with And She, <laughs> she loves children sure. and, um, but she's not so keen about babies. And so it's not an easy, it's not an easy thing to do. And,
1: uh, it's not natural to everyone
0: for sure. And even, even with me, I, I kind of thought of being a parent to my two boys with, with my experience and lack of experience is just like one long improvisation (laughs) of, you know, (laughs) try, trying things and experimenting and, and having it come out to be good enough and be okay with it. As Mm -hmm. I was learning, as I was learning from my children, as I was educating myself about, you know, all of the things that, you know, all, all the communication skills and conflict resolution and everything. And, um, and I needed to be, and i I hope that parents think of that with themselves that you know it's okay not to know first of all and in in many ways that's a really good place to be and um, and to think of of your own creativity and um, and know that try something and um, look and see what you can learn from your child, and know that whatever happens is going to be good enough, and you're going to be learning together. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I am thinking as you were describing your friend and uh, just her preference of who she likes to spend time with. Right? I think that's um, normal. We we all have those uh, those preferences, the groups of people where we feel most comfortable, most at home, where we have the most fun. My stepdad is an example of a person who I have a wonderful relationship with and we bond in so many ways. And he's been in my life since I was a very young child, but he has never been a a person who enjoys being around kids. (laughs) It, it did not come naturally to him. And when he first came into my life, we were, moving into his house, and he had come in the moving truck to pick me up, to take me to our new house. My mom was driving the other car, <laughs> and so it was this little opportunity to for me and my stepdad to bond and get to know each other a little bit. And so I got in the passenger seat, and we're on our way to the to this new place where I'm going to live, I guess. I think at that age, I I was five years old. I was probably pretty confused and maybe a little sad, maybe excited, too. Um, I think there were a lot of mixed emotions going on. And so I, I, to manage my feelings, started to sing. (laughs) I thought of this song that goes this is the song that never ends yes it goes on and on my. Some people started singing it, not knowing what it was, and they'll continue singing it forever, just because. And you get the picture. (laughs) Yes, yeah, that's that's probably probably one of the
0: worst things that uh, that a that a an adult that doesn't really know kids and doesn't really like them that much. Mm -hmm that, that would be something hard to deal with. Yeah. And here you are being you, your, your
1: little Lindsay self Mm -hmm. coping, coping with a song. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Yeah. So what did he do? Well, fortunately for me and probably for him, because of how protective my mom is, um, he handled it beautifully. He didn't yell or tell me to shut up or (laughs) go take a hike, like drop me off on the side of the road. No, he, he just said nothing. He kept his cool. He probably was laughing to himself to keep from screaming, (laughs) but he, he did not do any damage in that moment. We made it to the house and here we are, right? Like 30 years later. So It it all worked out. Yeah. And he didn't know until he knew.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But he loved you. Yes. Or knew that he wanted to love you at least. Right. And he had chosen
1: my mom. Mm -hmm. He knew what he was signing up for, but he didn't realize all that it entailed.
0: Uh Yeah. So you, and you were being your genuine self Mm -hmm. and he was, how wonderful for him to not say anything, to just. Let you be and let and see who 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 is this little person that's coming into my life in this car ride in the moving truck with things bumping around and crazy Florida traffic and everything
1: yeah, oh, amazing, <laughs> Wow, yeah, very grateful that uh that he turned out to be such a gem. thanks, rich <laughs> yeah thanks, <laughs> love you <Rich>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a sweet story <laughs> that is really sweet. So, you know, this long improv of being a parent, your stepdad started there right. without any any of the prequel stuff True. and learned a lot from you and learned a lot from your mother and from being out in the world, probably noticed other children much more and appreciated you all the more for, mm-hmm. for those contrasting things. And, and uh, you know, you have a beautiful relationship. Because the lines of communication are open, and he he didn't have to be any particular kind of dad. He's he's your stepdad Mm -hmm. in the way that he can in the way that he brought himself to to the table of that. Yes, and I think that parents do have these real high expectations of themselves. Well, I need to be this and that and this and that from all the podcasts and Mm -hmm. all the books and things that they've read. When your child, like you just you're there singing the song and you want, you want them to hear it and not necessarily say anything about it, not necessarily start singing your own song, but just to hear it and to see who you are. Mm -hmm. And that must've been a precious, probably a really precious moment for him along with him being a little afraid (laughs) and you the same, same way. But it's like, look at how you've remembered it. And um, so I think that teachers who teach young children, they don't come into it without that love and, and trust of children and really being uh, enamored with them and, uh, and, and, and wanting to have that relationship and discover. And,
1: and yet it's the experiences that, that we learn through. It, it's not even innate. People who are improv comedians have to go to improv classes to learn how to improvise. Mm -hmm. So if we can give ourselves that grace, that it's all a learning curve and you learn by
0: doing. You learn through the experience. And even with improv, it's already there. Your your own um, creativity, your own funny self is there. It just, you need to get out of the way. So you need to step back and don't say anything and just really see yourself and allow yourself to come out Mm, without other things cluttering it. So I guess what we're saying is that we want parents to, to know that they're going to do the best that they can every, every, every moment and, uh, that their children are there to help and for you to bounce those things off back and forth and, um, And you learn and grow together, shining your lights on each other.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us today. If you'd like to connect more with us, we'd love to hear from you. You can send us an email at lindsey, L-I-N-D-S-E-Y, at sunflowercreativearts.org, or on Instagram at sunflowercreativearts. The Sunflower Bridge Podcast is kindly sponsored by Schweitzer Musical Productions.